you know, a common thing in the personal development space and the mental health space is gratitude. Your therapist may be telling you to be more grateful. You may be hearing it on podcasts like this, but sometimes it's hard identifying what to be grateful for. But listen, y'all, we have a fun game suggestion of I Spy to help you with your gratitude practice. And my friends, it just might make your brain happy. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. is a mental health activist, speaker, and founder of Landing Happy, where she creates recipes for happiness. And today she shares with us a little game that you can play to bring more gratitude in your life and make your brain happy. But before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Greg Clonus for his new app, which will match you with an accountability partner in your happy brain goals. So if you want to drink more water, meditate more, make those little tiny leaps that you know will have those big changes. This app is totally free and you can download it right now. Be matched with an accountability partner to get your year started off right. Right now it is just on iOS, but will be coming to Android soon. So if you have an iPhone, clicky click the show notes and download that for free. Now, Katie, I want you to make sure you hang on towards the end of this interview. She has a powerful story about her own journey towards happiness and finding gratitude, even in the midst of tragedy. So make sure you hang on until the end to hear that. But Katie, I just have to start off. She sent me this tip of I spy. Now I thought that was a kid's game, Katie. Well, you know what? You're right on both of those points, Heather, because it is a game and it is a mental health tip. And it is something I made up, but I think it works. <laughs> so shall I take you through it? So Let's go. So we all know the game of I spy, right? But mm -hmm. um all I ask people to do is to, and this is just a fun game, I'm not a practitioner, but I ask people to look for two things they're grateful for in their past, two things that we're grateful for in the present, and two things we're grateful for in the future. And you can do it alone or you can do it with others. I mean, I absolutely love practicing gratitude. It's a really, really important part of my day. So I'll spend like ages doing it. But um, this, you know, this is a really nice, fun, simple way to get people into the concept of looking for things to be grateful for. And it's such a great way to introduce kids into this kind of Ooh. way of thinking. Yeah. yeah. Where did this and idea come from? Like, were you just... Were you struggling to find things to be grateful for? How did you combine this with gratitude? No, I, well, I just, I mean, I don't struggle to find things, but what I see when I, when I speak to people and read stuff online about people finding happiness is that some people find some of these concepts a bit woo-woo, a bit far out, a bit like, really, come on, is that going to work? So this is, this is just a, just a way to, to have fun with it. You know, it doesn't have to sort of feel like uh, some weird, scary thing, but also it's a great way to get the kids involved. And then the, and then the parents get, a, get along with it too, because the kids are enjoying it. So I just think it's a nice way to make it accessible. You know, you said happiness. And I know happiness is an important topic for you. And sometimes that seems so kind of fleeting and not sustainable. So when you say the word happiness, what does that mean to you personally? 
Yeah, it, it, and it, I love this question because it's so different for each person, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, happiness is quite a quiet feeling. It's it's like when I feel like I'm a peaceful internally. So I have this sense of inner peace, inner calm. It can be bubbly and it can be sort of more, more noisy. Uh, but generally, I would say it's when I feel very content and I'm so I'm, I'm very happy or content to be in the present moment. I'm not wishing I was in the past and I'm not trying desperately to scramble to get to the future. I'm just right here in the here and now. That's, mm. that's what I think happiness is to me. And how yeah. does gratitude come into play with all that? Well, gratitude is, is just such a fantastic way to help us to be more present and more grateful for the here and now. And it also it, it, it's amazing in that the more that we practice gratitude, um, it, it helps to reset our neural pathways in the brain so that we, we don't have to constantly keep trying to be happy because we're actually resetting those pathways so that we mm. do see the positive more in our lives than the negative. That's the beauty of it. It has fantastic benefits all around for sort of physical health, mental health. And I read somewhere recently that it also can help to provide resilience to trauma and not just in the past, but also in the future, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Tell me why it's important to find gratitude in the past and in the future and not just the present. Mm, Well, I just think this is a great all round way to help people to feel more positive about their lives Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's very easy to feel resentful uh, about our past. It's very easy to feel yeah, right. Some of us have had some awful things happen and that can really stick with us. Um, we can get incredibly depressed. We can go into victim mode. None of those things actually really help us in the long run. So if we can help to retrain our brain to actually start looking for the positive, then that will help to pull us out of that way of thinking, help to, you know, help us to, to not be so stuck in those ways of thinking yeah. and, and looking yeah. into the future. Um, for me, it's about, I mean, I love, I love setting goals. I love being quite a visionary about my future. I love manifesting, you know, so I love to play with, okay, well, what would I like my life to be like? Because I get a choice around this. So I think having two things that we're grateful for in the future encourages us to actually manifest what we'd like to happen in our futures and, and start to think about, right, okay, so if I could make something happen, that I could feel grateful for in my future, what would that be? We only have a few more minutes left, but I have to ask you, if you don't mind sharing, what's a little bit of your story? Uh, I know you're a mental health advocate. You're so passionate about this work. Um, what brought you to this space in your own life? Yeah, absolutely. And it was it was a very traumatic event uh, that sparked off and ignited my fascination with happiness. So back in 2005, uh, we lost my daughter's father, Joe, to suicide. Mm. Uh, My daughter was seven years old. And so obviously Mm. that absolutely obliterated and devastated life as we knew it. Such a huge pain. I read somewhere recently that when someone ends their life, there's, there's around 100 people that are that are affected. It's it's so huge. Um, but the one thing that I was left with very strongly in my mind after Joe had passed was please God let him be happy now. Because if he's not happy now, then none of what, you know, all of wow. this is for nothing. So that was that wow. was the thought that I was left with. And that that led on to 
this fascination with God. Some of us are able to pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off and just carry on with life. And I have always felt like I've been one of those people. And I feel very lucky to be able to say that because then there's a hell of a lot of other people, excuse my friend, who um, can't do that. You know, they don't, they aren't able to do that. And, you know, we know that the, the suicide rates are huge. So so there sparked my fascination with, with this topic. And so that's why I then went on to set up Landing Happy, which is a platform to help people uh, dedicate themselves to finding their own happiness ingredients. Katie, I've never asked, I've, I've interviewed hundreds of people now and I've never asked anyone this question. And I think secretly I've always kind of wondered um, what it is about tragedy. I, I some of my friends who have been through some of the most horrific losses in their life, it, I've, I've just, I've been so amazed how those are the people that seem like they've found like some level of like either spirituality or wholeness. They, they're the ones that are advocating for what you advocate for. You've been through a tremendous tragedy. And I just always have found it amazing. I'm like, after going through such hell, these are the people who are fighting the most for the good and the hope and the light. And they seem like they're these carriers of light. And it's it's remarkable, but it's always confused me because uh, my instinct would be like bitterness and anger and et cetera, right? And um, to your point, like you've walked through some hell and now you're fighting for and advocating for people finding this inner peace in their life. And you have a show about happiness now and so forth. Uh, what is what am I missing there? What is it about, I guess, this pain and struggle that's brought forth um, this sense of hope in you? Yeah, I mean, but what you say is so true. We do have the option when we've been through pain and struggle to go down the line of the root of bitterness and anger. Yeah, and we do have the option of being beaten by it, and we do have the option of going so far that we can't take life anymore because it's been so difficult you know those are options that that we get and and I mean I don't know why I was able to pull myself through and take take the option that I have taken I do feel though that deep pain is such a huge learning curve I Mm -hmm. I honestly feel that there is there are great riches to be found in pain (laughs) <laughs> and that's not to say that I would have chosen for this to happen in any way. But I, I think if if we're able to see it that way, and that I think that's the key, if we're able to see it that way, then we, there's huge learning to be made in, in painful situations. Make sure you connect with Katie over at landinghappy.com. A word on the street is she has her own podcast that just recently started. So again, check that out, landinghappy.com. That is linked in the show notes. Before we go, Katie anything else I think I would I would say even if you feel like you're super happy and you've got no reason really to need to look after your own happiness now is the perfect time to do it because if we leave it to when we're feeling desperate or some tragedy happens in our lives it's much harder it's not not impossible by any means but it becomes much harder to then discover which happiness ingredients work for us and then build up the happiness habits. So I would say start now, even if you don't think you need to. Start now, even if you don't think you need to. Amen. 
Holla stinking Luna. Now listen, y'all, whether it is up in your performance in life using enclosed cognition, relieving stress through forest bathing, or finding gratitude with I spy. We just hope you take a moment for yourself today, my friends, and keep that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. Happy.